Welcome to the Everyday Conversion Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Sievercrop, and I am just like you. I'm busy with work, family, kids, church, and a million other responsibilities. And honestly, some days I miss my personal scripture study and prayers. And some days we as a family miss our scripture study and prayer. But I'm trying. So if you're not perfect in living the restored gospel of Jesus Christ, but you're trying, well, get along great, and this is the place for you. Five days a week, I'll share a brief episode, often based on the Come Follow Me curriculum for that week, that I'm using to have daily conversations with my kids, whether we're on our way to school or on our way home or if it's real quick before dinner. And you're welcome to use them to do the same with your family or your personal study. Just know that the views and opinions I share are mine alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now let's jump right in with today's episode. Man, I am just really on a roll these last couple weeks. I apologize for missing again yesterday. But we're back today and we're going to talk about Philip and Simon. And I initially had planned on spending a lot of time talking about Philip. But as I started reading in Acts chapter 8, I realized there's some things we can learn from Simon too. And I think it's easy to kind of write off Simon a little bit. And so I want to talk about him a little bit too. But let's start with with Philip. So Philip was um, one of the seven that was called along with Stephen, who we talked about in episode 90 which you can go back and listen to at everydayconversion.com forward slash zero nine zero. So Philip was another of these seven that were called to assist the Quorum of the Twelve with all of the duties and requirements of the church. Um, And he, I'm assuming it was an assignment, uh, but we read in chapter 8 that he went down to Samaria and preached there. And I started thinking, I'm like, man, wouldn't it be neat And I mean, there's no way to know this. It doesn't say, but wouldn't it be neat if the woman at the well who talked to the Savior was there when Philip came and had the opportunity to be baptized by Philip? How neat would that be? What a a cool story that would be. You know, you imagine Philip writing back to, uh, to the 12 and saying, you will never guess who I met and baptized. This is a cool story. So it, it would be neat if that happened. But so Philip goes down to Samaria and he's teaching and it says the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them and many taken with palsies that were lame were healed and there was great joy in the city. So Philip performed miracles. Um, you know, he he healed people. He taught the gospel. They they believed, um, you know, they gave heed with one accord to the things he taught. And it says in verse 12, when they believed Philip's pre- Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And then once they're baptized, it says that the apostles heard about what was going on uh, from that letter, you know, where Philip was writing about how he baptized the woman at the well. I'm just kidding. I don't know that. but uh, <laughs> And I don't know that it was his letter. But anyways, they hear that that Philip has done this teaching and, and they baptized people. So they sent down Peter and John. I mean, you know, if we wanted to follow with this like completely apocryphal, um, no substantial, uh, you know, scriptural backing for it thing that the woman at the well was one of these people— makes sense that they sent Peter and John. You know, they would want to go see this woman again that they had, uh, you know, possibly met. 
when, when Christ was talking to her at the well. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Like I said, I can't substantiate that at all. But I can substantiate the fact that Peter and John came down, and it says, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So Peter and John came down to fulfill the responsibilities of the Melchizedek priesthood and give these people the gift of the Holy Ghost. So you have Philip here, uh, performs miracles, uh, makes a a huge impact in this area um, of Samaria. And then it skips over to Simon for a little bit, and we'll we'll come back to him. Uh, But I want to jump over here to Philip again. It says, uh, The angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south, unto the way that that goeth down from Jerusalem into Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. It says as he was going, he uh, saw an Ethiopian uh, who uh, was a eunuch and was um, had great authority it says uh, under the queen of the Ethiopian so he was he was a, a servant of the queen of Ethiopia and he had come down to Jerusalem to worship and it says that when he was returning from doing that he was sitting in his chariot and he was reading Isaiah reading the Old Testament and this is the part that I think is important uh, verse 29 it says then the spirit said unto Philip go near and join thyself to this chariot and Philip ran thither to him and heard him reading, heard him read the prophet Isaiah or Esaias, which is Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? So the important part, and then it goes on that, you know, the, this man says essentially, you know, how, how should I know what it, I, how am I going to understand unless somebody teaches it to me? It shows me what it means, explains it to me. You know, Jewish culture was that the, the rabbis um, and the leaders and the priests, uh, were very instrumental in, in expounding the scriptures. And so he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it means. And uh, then it shares what he was reading, which is, you know, he was led like a lamb to, like a sheep, as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearers, so open he not his mouth. And then uh, this man says to Philip, you know, who, who's, who's the prophet talking about? Is he talking about himself? Or is he talking about somebody else? And then Philip teaches him the gospel. He says, no, he's talking about the Savior. He's talking about Jesus Christ. And by the way, I'm commissioned to um, share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I would love to share that with you. So it says they went their way, and, and they were probably talking still about Christ. And this man sees water, and he says, hey, there's some water here. Can you baptize me now? And it says, and Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. It says they stopped the chariot, and they both went into the water, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Here's the thing that I think is really, really important about Philip. The, the story, these stories about him show that he, he had faith, but not only did he have faith, he coupled that faith with action. You know, we, we read about him going down to Samaria. Uh, we assume that he was probably uh, given a, given a, uh, an assignment to go, go preach there, and he went. And then it says that, you know, an angel of the Lord spoke to him and said, Arise and go towards the south. So he got up and he went. You know, it says he arose and went. And then it says again, The Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself. And... 
I love verse 30 because it says, and Philip ran thither to him. You know, he followed the promptings and he followed them quickly. He followed them immediately. You know, it, it made me think, and I tried to find it and I, I couldn't find it, but um, I'm sure many of you remember this story from President Monson. And if I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes. But President Monson told this story. Uh, I'm sure knowing President Monson, he, I'm sure he told it many times of getting a prompting to go visit someone when he was in the middle of a stake priesthood meeting or a priesthood meeting. I think it might have been general priesthood. I don't know. Uh, or stake priesthood. I think maybe stake priesthood. And he had this prompting they should get up and leave. And he's like, no, no, I can't do that. I'm in the middle of a meeting. This is really important. And he kept getting this prompting. He kept getting this prompting. Finally, he's like, okay, I'm going to leave. So he leaves, shows up to the hospital. If I remember right, the person had passed away. And the nurse or the doctor or whoever was there said, um, they've passed away, but with their final words, they were calling for you, that they wanted you to be there. And he said that that taught him always to respond to a prompting immediately. And, and that's what I think of when I think of Philip. He was a man who responded to the promptings he received immediately. You know, he arose and went. You know, he ran. Um, you know, once he was prompted to do something, he ran thither to the eunuch. And I think there's so much we can learn from that. And by the way, these these long pauses are me yawning. I'm trying not to yawn, but I keep yawning. <laughs> and and it's causing these little bit longer pauses, so I apologize for that. So, I mean, those are the, the things that really impress me about Philip. And I think the things we can learn from him is having faith, but having that faith lead to action, doing what you're asked to do and doing what you're prompted to do, and following those promptings immediately, doing it quickly. Um, you know, there was different times. I, I, there's been different times, both, you know, when I was a missionary, uh, certainly when I was bishop and, and other various times throughout my life where I felt like I should do something and I had no idea why. And sometimes I pushed it off and I didn't do what I should have. But there were times where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I don't know why I'm doing it. I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm going to do it because I feel like I should. Um, you know, I had a couple of times where, where I felt like I should do that. You know, I remember a time that, um, uh, there was a person I know, um, that I'm not super, super good friends with this person, but I know them. Uh, our kids go to school together and I just had this prompting. I just had this feeling that I should share the gospel with them. So I should give them a book of Mormon and I put it off and I put it off. Um, and then finally, like, I had no idea why I didn't know. I, I wasn't sure how they would take it. But I basically just like, I think I text, sent him a text or a Facebook message and I said, hey, I don't know why I'm supposed to do this, but I feel like I should. Can I swing by real quick? Swung by, gave him the book, gave him the Book of Mormon and said, hey, I, I don't know why, but I just keep getting this feeling that I should share this with you. And um, so I did. And nothing happened of it. Nothing, nothing happened. They didn't join the church. There wasn't some miraculous change in their life. Um, you know, they're still a great person and um, we're still, you know, our kids still go to school together and I still see them, but nothing really happened, but I felt like I should. So I did it. Um, a time that I didn't do as well is I had a prompting for several weeks, uh, to invite a friend of mine to church. And we've been friends a long time, like most of our lives. And I kept feeling like I should invite him to church. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I will, I will. Um, but it's awkward and I don't know if I should and how do I do it? And so finally, I just said, hey, you know, I, I just really feel like I should invite you and your family to come to church with me, with my family. And so I'm doing that. And they said, you know, and he said, 
you know, we actually just found a church that we want to go to. They just moved back to the area. So we actually just found a church that we wanted to go to, and we've been going for a couple of weeks. Thank you, though. I really appreciate you inviting us, but uh, but we're going to go there. And all I could think was, oh, my goodness, did I miss that chance? Was I supposed to invite them, and I didn't do it? And because I didn't, I missed that opportunity. And it just killed me to think of that. So I love this this example of Philip um, of doing it. So um, I'm actually noticing the time here. And I'm going to stop this, and I'm only going to talk about Philip in this episode. Then I'm going to I'm going to start recording again, and I'm going to record a second episode that talks specifically about Simon. Um, and I'll probably release them on the same same day, same time, but at least that way they're not so long, and you can listen to them separately. So, um, I, I, here's a question. I had two questions. I had one about Philip and one about Simon. So I'm just going to share with you the question about Philip. Um, and then I'll do um, Simon's in the next episode. So my question um, today is, do we and do you, like Philip, run to follow the promptings of the Spirit that you receive? You can get all the resources mentioned here, as well as all the other episodes of Everyday Conversion um, podcast um, at everydayconversion.com forward slash 091. All right, that's it for today. Now, I know, I know you want to hang out with me longer, but we both have a ton of things to do today, including living the gospel and trying to be like Jesus. Cue primary children singing. I'm trying to be like Jesus. But hey, if you want to get the links to everything we talked about today, you can find it on the episodes page of everydayconversion.com. You can also do cool stuff like subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening platform, sign up for email notifications of new episodes, and connect with us on social media there. It's kind of like a virtual church library without the militant librarians or a piece of paper to sign out your three tiny pieces of chalk for your lesson. Also, just remember, I do my best to make sure my opinions are in line with official church doctrine, but they are just that. They're my opinions. For official doctrine and viewpoints, I recommend you go to churchofjesuschrist.org or comeuntochrist.org.